So I'm going to give you this choice. Would you rather have the promotion and pay rise that you've influenced or deserved? Hello, I'm Chris Litherman and welcome to Sparks, a series by Interactive Workshops. In each episode, we talk about how to spark something in work and life, from how to spark skills, to how to spark passions, to how to spark a little bit of encouragement, Jonna. Send a little message to a colleague. Just text them. Just text them. Spark some encouragement. Why not? Tell them you love working with them. I love working with you, Chris. I'm just going to text you. you. Yeah, just send me a little message. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do it during the show. That will ruin the audio. Um, John, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Chris. It's really an absolute pleasure to be here. Uh, How are you? I'm well, very well, thank you. You're looking a million dollars. Well, thank you very much. I know you're not 100% well at the moment, but you, you have just had some physio. Oh, that's, I mean, middle-aged man. It's almost like, um, it's just like, like, like eating food. You've got to get physios and people to keep fixing you. But um, had a great, a great time at the physio, thank you, and I'm feeling great now. Good, I'm glad. You're, you're ready, upright. Oh, yeah, I'm <laughs> as good as I've ever been. You're good to go. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to spark progression. Whoa. Hey, maybe, Are we? maybe how to spark a promotion. Chris, I wanted to tell you, actually, um, I'd like to ask you whether you consider taking on the role of lead broadcaster and head of this podcast. I I would happily take that position, yeah. That would be an honour if you could take that promotion. Uh, I'm happily... Congratulations. Thank you you very much. You feel good about that? Yeah, I feel good. I just want to get the promotion in Mm. before you feel you deserve it. Ah, Because that's going to give um, feelings of uh, euphoria. Mm -hmm. If I were to give it to you just after, when you've been wishing you were head of podcast for a long time, Mm. and you bit of resentment even when you get it you'd be feeling annoyed so i tried to get that in early oh, right. that's one of the things we're going to discuss when we think about progression we'll come back to that yeah so we're going to talk about all things progression career advancement Co- promotions pay rises let's advance our should careers we, Chris. let's that? get yeah. out of this podcast yeah. let's get to a bigger <laughs> podcast <laughs> and let's progress the podcast as we do let's it. go from a few thousand followers a few thousand no a few followers to a few thousand followers you don't know when someone's listening they might be listening in months years time where all those followers are there. You're right. I mean, this is meaningful work, isn't it? The legacy of this podcast yeah. could live after we die. Yeah. It might have been converted, translated into a hologram edition. <laughs> An AI j- beamed to our brains. If that's the case, I'm going to go for hair implants. <laughs> like, where's the Belgravia Centre? Get me down there. <laughs> those ads. You can click on them now. You can sign me up. and Wayne Rooney. <laughs> what promotions have you had in your career, Jonna? Talk to me about those. Well, I've got, a, I'm not sure I'm the best person because I've got less and less promotions as my career's gone along. So at the start of my career, I was hungry. Hungry and eager. Eager beaver. I was keen. Keen as mustard. Um, I, so I started off as graduate trainee and even when I arrived, I can remember my managers who were probably 15 years more experienced than me, Sean and uh, Kevin, great guys, I can remember them basically trying to gently explain to me that um, intellectual, theoretical knowledge isn't the same as experience. And the fact that I thought I knew a lot of things wasn't the same as having experienced a lot of things. And they they tried to help me to not make rookie mistakes of being too keen. But, um, I mean, how how far is this going? Can we keep this between us? Yeah, yeah. Confidential conversation, yeah. I wanted to progress. And um, I thrust myself forward on that wave of uh, naive enthusiasm. And I, I thrust myself to gain some skills and I got promotions. I got promoted to, um, I was the, the youngest middle manager. I know, and no one's proud of being a middle manager, but I was the youngest middle manager in our company ever at the time mm. by 
probably about 10 years. I was 23 and all my peers were 35. Wow. So that was a big promotion. Yeah, I got two, two big promotions and a few job regrades in a few years. How, did, how did you do that? Because you mentioned gained some skills. There was a thrust, a motivation. Well, I, think, I, think, I think raw enthusiasm, mm. skills, mm. and probably one of our favorite things, which is saying yes, saying I can do this, believing in yourself. Mm. Um, and I guess that's a little bit why I say things have changed as I've, I've, I've grown through my career. As I've progressed through my career, the realization that um, enthusiasm and thinking you can do something isn't the same as being ready for it has, um, has emerged. But I, think, I guess fundamentally, um, developing in your career is, is partly correlated to confidence rather than competence and confidence I had. Mm. And you use that? Yeah. Put that to work? What about you? How, how is your career? What's, what's the secrets of your incredible meteoric rise from really <laughs> not very much and nothing to the incredible heights that you're at now. I'm not sure it's meteoric, um, but um, I definitely have uh, a desire to improve, improve myself. And you and need, have needed to. Uh, yeah, to have done. Have done. Have, have done. done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like the sense that you're moving up the levels. It's a bit of a game, isn't it? It's like the levels of a game. Can you move up to the next level, get all the rewards from that next level, but mm. all the new challenges, because you've just gone up a level, it's become more difficult. You're just fifering away. I'm fifering away yeah. in my career, the game of life. The game, I wish there was a game called the game of life. That would be a great idea for a game. There, what a great game that would be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just playing through life. I actually, there, are, there is a game of life. Yeah, there is. But there's also another game that's, um, that's really interesting. There's a Rich Dad, Poor Dad game. Yes. I don't know if you know that, that book. Uh -huh. Yeah, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That's the same on the financial side. Are you progressing... Mm -hmm. on, on the finances. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's a career game. Is there a career if we just found a progression gap in the market, game? We're definitely going to have to keep this confidential, aren't we? Don't, let's not tell them. Is there a not. career progression game? Should we build one? I think we should build one. Yeah. So what, what would it be on the cards? If, if, if you were trying to think... Well, you mentioned to, skills. Yeah, skills. So you've got your skill deck, maybe. Yeah. And I th and what, yeah. What, what I think's fascinating is that um, skills development... You can, you can benefit from that right away. Mm. There's, some, there's some things that you have to put effort into that don't have an immediate payoff. Mm. I'm going to give the example of touch typing. As a keen touch typist, very keen, I can, I can benefit from that every time I address yeah. the keyboard. And uh, uh, coming back to my first job, I, one of the things I had to do was write a book. Uh, it was Development Opportunities Guide which we called Catalyst. And I thought that was clever because it's Dog, Cat, Development Opportunities Guide, Catalyst, it's called. But I had to write a book and uh, it was for corporate use. And my manager said, do you think you can write a book? Yeah, I can write a book. Right, so it's Development Opportunities Guide. Bearing in mind, I'm 21 and I've never actually worked in one of these big companies, but theoretically, up here, I had it mm. all. Mm. So every morning I sat down and wrote the Development Opportunities Guide. I did about three hours in the morning every day for an, about a month until the thing was finished. But the touch typing was probably as or more important than the, this stuff because it's the speed. So, so having that skill, if, got, if you accumulate skills, you can benefit from, again, you know, I did the NLP training where the rapport building, influencing, listening, coaching, blah, 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 like benefit from it every day, but there's no gap to when it can pay off for you. Mm. So investing in skills, I think, is fundamentally important. Yeah, and doing that early as well, you get the payoff. Uh, across your why career. wait? Yeah, leadership skills. Yeah, team building, communication. You're going to benefit from it for the rest of your career and the rest of your life. Project management. Yeah. Uh, conflict handling. Yeah. Difficult conversations. Yeah. Uh, Win-win outcomes. Yeah. Negotiation. 
all helpful, aren't they? <laughs> They're all. Why not learn not all of them? Not just teamwork as well. In, in life. fact, we, we we may not need a board game. You may need a university. Why, mm. why isn't that mm. a uh, kind of you're describing a center for learning? Center. Yeah. For development. Yeah, for development. That's yeah. the place I started when I worked, actually. It's was called it? Yeah, Centre for Development. <laughs> we've come 360. <laughs> but, but we've, we, well, we've talked about how the, um, the V-shape and T-shape set of skills that you might yeah. have before on the podcast, and it, it reminds me of that. So T-shape is where you've got one vertical area that you know a lot about, and the, the, yeah. the lateral one's not much. I actually think this is more like core strength. Mm. So I think there's a lot of skills that are core strength. All the ones we just mentioned, project management, listening, communication, right. leadership... Yeah. Conflict handling. They're core. Uh, they're vital. They're, they're core skills. Why yeah. not assimilate mm. a superpower pack of those things? And that's going to last you throughout your career mm. with the exception, I would say, that as when I learn something, I'm normally quite good at it, and then over time it degrades. Mm. So I may need to keep training at it. Mm. I mean, training. What? Do you think that's going to work? You're going to need to invest time. Yeah. But, my, but some of those skills, I was better at them when I practiced them more frequently and had mm. just learned them, mm. and they degrade a little bit over time. Like, yeah. if you've just done a project management program, yeah. maybe you're going to use all the things, and then after 10 years, you're perhaps thinking, well, I know how to do this, so I won't bother to do them. Mm. You know? So in our career game, early on, maybe you have the opportunity to invest in some skills that maybe don't result in a pay rise or immediate benefit, but yeah. over your yeah. long-term game, your long-term strategy, they're going to pay off. Why not? Yeah. I mean, I can't conceive of why you do it the other way around, as in spend 10 years working and then think, I might need to get some leadership skills now. I don't, or I might try and improve my project management. or my. Oh, yeah, I could do with learning to influence people now. Why, why not learn mm. as early as possible? Mm. Um, yeah. and the, the other part that is um, one of the things that I try and encourage the people we work with to do so the touch typing is a good example. Having learned to touch type, I reached a moment where I reached a Rubicon. And the Rubicon, I don't know if you know the story, it's one of the Roman generals. He's going to go and start a battle, but the battle, to start it, he has to cross the river Rubicon. But once he's crossed the Rubicon, there's no way back. And I felt like that with touch typing. I'd learn all the moves, but secretly I just would rather use the one fingers because this was harder, but the one finger typing was faster. I realized if I crossed the Rubicon and went to the full finger, no look typing, then I would get faster at it, even though I was currently slower. But I had to commit to it and I had to stick with it and I had to not go back. And I think a lot of these skills are like that. If you, if you really decide to do them well and don't go back, then um, you'll, you'll integrate those skills and you'll, you'll internalize them. And you'll, I've got a friend who can actually have a dream. Their fingers are moving and then think about what the words were they were typing. And they actually can dream in touch typing. Wow. Uh, but but the, 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 the integration of these skills, is, mm. it's very easy to learn it and then not really use it, and then mm. it's gone. Mm. Yeah, I'm reflecting on my journey through learning visual communication, what yeah. I trained in, but then that being one very specific skill. We've got a bunch of great visual communicators here, but graphic design was one stream where I studied, animation, illustration, right next door, but felt very different, felt like not my bag. Yeah. Kept in my stream of graphic design, studying alongside animators, illustrators, filmmakers. I could have broadened that So what, stopped you, what stopped you dabbling in a bit of animation and then a bit of editing and a I bit of... when you're at that point, you've chosen your, your specialism oh. and you feel like you're supposed to move up that one ladder. 
You did. I feel like, yeah, I did. I did. You did. And I feel yeah. like people often do. You feel, feel like, like you're on a, a ladder. You're supposed to grow all those skills to the top without thinking about what are the what are the neighboring skills and what are those levels and all of those skills you mentioned as well, not uh, industry specific, but good yeah. soft skills. So let's say you're an engineer. You yeah. think, I mean, I should stick to engineering. You don't think I should learn about legal mm. or purchasing mm. or it, selling. Mm. I meet a lot of people who would say, I'm not, I'm not a salesperson. In fact, some of the people I'm coaching at the moment, selling is not really my thing. Just tell me what you've been doing for the last 20 years. Uh, well, I work in client-facing projects in a um, consulting company. How do those projects come back? Yeah, we, I mean, we have to make an agreement to do them. Right, so you've been selling for 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I have. Uh, have, you ever in, have you ever invested in, <laughs> yeah. in understanding deal-making skills? No, because I'm not really, I'm a, I'm a surveyor. So, so you're a surveyor. All that surveying comes because somebody sold it. Yeah, yeah. And, you, and you're a director and you're selling it. Yeah. So you, you're working in sales? In, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so weird, like, isn't it? You know, we, if you're a get, lawyer, we get the blinkers on. Your, your T-shape, if you're a lawyer, an adjacent skill, influencing communication, sales, deal-making. Mm. We yeah, should invest in those. Shape if you're a graphic you designer, why not go into illustration yeah. Yeah. or uh, um, editing or mm. animation? Yeah, this, yeah, it's all there. And picking up some of those marketing skills, leadership skills, was able to broaden that that V and that unlocked some progression. Well, you have a lot of talented communication skills, not just graphics, but people, and you've got a lot of leadership skills. So, so I think when we've worked together, I've been able to see those. And also you put yourself forward. And I think this is, again, something that is fundamental to um, accelerating a progression, which you don't have to do. But if you want to accelerate a progression, the, the one thing I think above all other things that you have to do And if you're watching on the podcast, that's me raising my hand. <laughs> Listening on the podcast, probably. Yeah. You've got to put your hand up. Put your hand up. Put your hand yes. up. I'll do it. I watched my son at football. I watched my son at football. And at the end of the session, the coaches say, hey guys, could someone give me a hand clearing up all the cones and bibs and put the goals away? And some kids just get up and walk off the pitch. And others go and help put the goals away. And I say to my son, Joseph, Every time they ask you, go and do the stuff because that coach is going to believe in you. And when you ask them at the end, who's good at football, they're going to go, yeah, those guys. And it's probably the ones who put the cones away. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know? It, it Make affects people. Yeah. They may not be actually better at football, mm. but by putting your hand up to do things. And there's, I uh, think about interactive watch, there's a ton of people. I'm thinking Millie is like a, incredible at that. doesn't matter what it is. If it needs doing, she will put a hand up and say, I think I could do this. Will you help me or let me take care mm. of it? Yeah, so that, yeah, that's, the, that's the fundamental thing for progression is are you prepared to volunteer to do things? Yeah, and that's how to accelerate. And you, you like accelerating people. One of the people who benefited from that process, whether it's a life accelerator or a career accelerator, it seems like you buzz off that. I think it's a privilege, isn't it, to, to try and help people along the career journeys that they, that they can have. And I, I know that I benefited. I, I mentioned Sean and Kevin. There's many others who have accelerated me. And I think this is another thing to really think about when you're looking for a job. If I was looking for a job now, I would be trying to think about the manager who's going to manage me more than the money, the type of job, where it is. The, the main thing mm. is this someone that I really believe in, that really believes in me. And I do feel that that's, um, that's like a, a, a squaring of the power of what can happen in your career. If you work for a brilliant manager they will take you on a journey. Kevin was excellent at this. Even though I was the least experienced, 
uh, he recognised the attitude and he would give take huge risks in putting big projects to me. He put product launches to me that I wasn't supposed to be running. Uh, there was one big motorcycle launch where our company was launching three bikes and taking 30 journalists on a big tour of Europe and I'd only just learned to ride a motorcycle. And, and he, he said, he was unfortunately, one of his kids was ill and he said, I think you can do it. Just take the journalists and go. I was so far out of my depth. And um, his boss's boss actually said to me, John, just one thing. When you're riding your bike with a journalist, try and ride at the back of the group so they don't know how bad you are and try not to fall off. <laughs> but they didn't say, you probably can't do this. I better get someone else. So, so Kev was prepared to take loads of risks and he kept thrusting me forward into things. And I think if you're looking for a manager that, that can create a high challenge, high support, they've got to believe in you and you also in them. Mm. So I'd be thinking about that as, as another part of the ecosystem is yeah. to try and uh, do that. But then as a manager, the other side, maybe business has become more cautious these days. Maybe there's an older workforce. I don't know. But the, the appetite to thrust people forward to the limit of their capability, maybe even in, out of their depth, mm. I think a lot of people feel like, oh, you know, couldn't do that. Whereas um, that's how you accelerate someone's career is not just believing in them, but putting them in challenging situations and yeah. supporting them. Yeah, maybe we've become too obsessed with psychological safety, making sure people are comfortable. Yeah, and not failing. Yeah, and we, not, yeah, we're scared I mean, of that failure. We were scared of failure and we, we want to, we obviously want to run good quality companies where things are done well and, and uh, things are done responsibly. Do we want to do that at the expense of a va-va-voom a joie de vivre, an excitement, a, um, a tension, an anticipation, exhilaration. You, you, can't, you can't feel those feelings um, if you're doing something that you've, you're, you're getting to and you could wish you could have done it for ages and you're mm. resentful because people haven't let you do it and then suddenly you get your breakthrough. It, there's, a, there's a great set of emotions that come with being stretched. And, and when we felt that stretch and we're, we're trying to get a, a promotion, mm. you know, by definition, you know, something in stone, maybe it's a pay rise, maybe it's a different title, the next step in our career. How, how would you go about suggesting we go about that? Well, there are two crystal clear strategies, Chris. Mm. The, first, the first is how to influence someone and persuade them to give you a promotion. Mm. I think that's strategy A. The other is how to deserve one. That's strategy right. B. Okay. So I'm going to give you this choice. Would you rather have the promotion and pay rise that you've influenced or deserved? Would feel better to have deserved it, wouldn't it? Yeah. So the, the influencing one, we can all do that. We can negotiate a promotion easily. We can negotiate a pay rise. In doing so, our stock tends to go down within our company. If you try to persuade me, let's say you say to me, John, I've had a uh, really unfortunate situation come up. I've um, had a headhunter contact me. They've offered a job. They're offering me 20% more than you're paying me. And uh, I'm unfortunately just going to have to either take that or you're going to have to give me a pay rise. Uh, I'd probably go away and think, oh, yeah, I don't really want to lose Chris. Let's give him a pay rise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But your stock... Mm. Your gone, feeling about me. Your stock will have gone mm -hmm. down. Mm -hmm. and um, My reputation lowered. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I've, I've been manipulated into it. Mm -hmm. So the real thing is to work out how you can deserve one. Mm. And that's, we talked about putting our hand up, but, but it is very simple. It's putting a hand up, doing an excellent job, positivity, learning new skills, succeeding. It isn't cycles and cycles of failure. It's learning from mistakes. I think um, people also make their judgments not based on material facts. And this is very common in decision-making theory 
we tend to make a decision and then with with emotion and then back it up rationally with some logic yeah yeah rather yeah. than making a logical decision mm. and backing it and, and and then trying to discount the emotion so it is a question then in deserving how do you want to be perceived by your peers by your bosses by your organization and um i don't agree with presenteeism as a thing that should be the thing but that's going to that's going to be part of the part of showing up showing help. up what 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 do people see mm. so if there is someone who's there every day mm. let's say let's say eight o'clock in the morning you're there mm. you're well dressed you're well groomed you have a smile on your face a sparkle in your eye a spring in your step uh your work you've communicated it's everything you needed to get done's in progress uh you've brought in a new client you've finished a project you know all these things if you're communicating that and, and you're doing it well then um whether you kind of should get a promotion or not, people are going to be thinking this person's doing really well. They, they will also be able to tell if you're trying to manipulate the situation by demonstrating all those things. Mm. So I would suggest to do all those things with integrity. Mm. and Be um, authentic in it as well. Yeah, you've got to be authentic. Yeah. 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 It's challenging though, isn't it? There's, and and uh, if you deserve one, then it will happen. I guess in some organisations, there's also the problem of, you know, is there a next role available? And in larger organisations, there always will be. Mm. So, you know, you, you've got also then to select, think about wh- where you want to go and what you want to do. That's also probably driven a bit by network and who you've got to know. Mm. And you mentioned at the top of the podcast about trying to get ahead of a, a promotion. I think to- that's um, the other way around on the manager yeah. track. Yeah. So imagine that you, you are a manager. You've got the chance to demonstrate to people that you believe in them and that you're prepared to, t- to take risks. And, and to fast track their development. So you, but that, the manager, if you can do that, do it. I've, been, I've had managers who've put me up for a pay rise early or pushed me into a project early. I've had clients actually since the interactive workshop said, you know, your company's a bit too small for this really, but we believe in you. So even though you're a bit small, we'll, we'll take you forward in it. That's mm. incredible, isn't it? Mm. But that demonstration of faith, um, I think, is an, is an excellent thing to do. But I just, I just see around how leadership has changed in the last 15, 20 years. Perhaps we're more cautious than we used to be. We, we are not fast-tracking people as rapidly as we could. And again, it's something as a manager I would try and do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a good thing. Do you fast-track? Are you going to fast-track your team? Yeah, I would like to. I think it's a, it's a good approach and it shows they're valued, shows that they're progressing and that you recognise that. I think that's a good thing. Again, should be deserved. But what, what, are the, what about the downsides? What happens when it goes wrong? When it goes wrong, you promote people too early they either don't cope with the the pressure the added responsibility maybe the added workload of, the, of that new position and don't perform as well as yeah. they were before so maybe they haven't got the skills again yeah correct skills so yeah. so we should support people with skills development yeah as well as with encouragement and yeah. enthusiasm yeah. yeah for sure is there a, a secret to getting a promotion you mentioned that can-do attitude is that the thing above all else that would help a person get a promotion I would like to split our career into two phases, early career, first half career, okay. second half. So there's a brilliant study that looks at on track at 30, off track by 40. Mm. Yeah? Mm. On track at 30, off track, 40. For people who are on track. Yeah. Career on career track. Career on track at 30, 30, but by 40, off track. it's gone off track. That's off it. Off the rails. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. Ashridge School of Management, great study. So at 30, to succeed and get promoted, there's a few things you need to do. One of which is 
you need to stick out from your peers. You need to show that you're one of the best of a bunch. You've got to put in that slightly competitive effort to push forward and to be be seen to be pushing forward. Um, one of the people I coached recently, they, they won an industry award for their excellent work for like early careers. They're pretty 28. They've, they've, they've pushed forward. So to succeed by 30-ish, you've got to take your career seriously like that. Maybe you're going to be investing extra effort outside of work, study some qualifications, make a few job moves, move around, gain lateral experience, gain your V-shape. So there's an investment there. But you've got to prioritize that and push that forward if, if you're trying to progress. If at 40 you're doing the same things, you will probably go off track. So if at 40 you're, you're pushing yourself ahead of your peers, um, you're, that's quite becomes quite political. If at 40 you're moving around jobs all the time and you know not committing, that's seen as flaky and not someone we can depend upon. And, and you will also not get the benefit of the experience at the level that you need. For example, you might keep moving around to changing teams. You're not going to get the benefit out of running a team. Um, and so on. So, so in the second half of our careers, some of the things that work for us at the start don't work for us anymore. Another good one exactly is working really late. So early in our career, we can probably work late, but we're probably in our 20s. We probably don't have a family and kids and, and, and we can therefore invest in work. If we're in a senior role and we're working all the hours that God sends, actually our team around us look at us and think, you've got other priorities you you know what about your home life you do i really respect someone who just stays in the office until 10 o'clock eight o'clock at night whatever actually that's going to count against you it doesn't look like hard work it looks like a misplaced priority yeah yeah so so uh there's a there's quite a number of uh areas like that where the things that make you succeed in the early part of your career will count against you uh later on Mm. very interesting so we we help people with trying to make that career change it's quite difficult actually yeah and that shift it doesn't happen overnight. It's over a decade, but... Can I tell you another one? Yeah, go on. Being good at your job. You need Kinda to be goes able, without saying, but... but, you, but... Need, no, but you need to be able to do that in your early career. Mm. But I don't know if you do in the second part. Right. I don't know if you need to be good at your job. Because maybe you've got a team to lead, and so actually there is less of doing the job yeah. and more of helping other people do the job. Think about that surveyor mm. who I was just talking about. In their early career, they need to be good at surveying. But when they've progressed beyond a certain point in running a team, do they need to be good at surveying? Or do they just need to be good at helping people they may, be good at surveying? Yeah. Mm. And I think that's the single biggest uh, thing that's hard to let go of. I work in learning and development. Now, we can have a quick discussion about this, but I was quite a good facilitator. and I did know how to design some excellent learnings. I can um, moderate a good workshop. Yeah, built a business on it. Is that what I need to be good at now? No. It's not, is it? No. And if I run around delivering trainings or trying to tell everyone how to do it, run around designing learning experiences. Trying to sell things. Trying to sell things. Yeah. What's, what everyone's do people gonna, think? Everyone's going to be like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's a terrible yeah. realisation, I think, for a lot of people that the mm. what got you here won't get you there. It's a good expression. <laughs> Should we write that down? There's a whole book on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's half people, I think people have got their identity mm. in their, mm. I'm a doctor, mm. I'm a surveyor, mm. I'm an engineer. Mm. And as yeah. we progress, we somehow have to let go of that. Yeah. So ironically, we, in the early career, we're trying to find it. And then maybe later on, mm. we're releasing. Brilliant.
Yeah, but Chris, I'm just going to ask you, those graphic design skills, mm. what's happened to those? They're still there. They're still- <laughs> Occasionally they come in handy. The ability to visually communicate something, yeah. always useful, but broader now, I think, able to communicate in other ways. I went from visual communication, media communication, now. Verbal. Verbal communication, audio communication, visual communication. Oh, you've got such a lovely tone of voice. <laughs> Thank you very much. These mics work wonders. We should wrap up our podcast, Jonna. Before we do, do you want to tell us a bit more about how we're helping individuals, teams, organisations with their progression? Well, this topic is what we exist for, Chris. Mm. This is the joie de vivre of life, of helping people to assimilate skills, but not just learn them. You've got to use them. And to use them, you probably need to practice them. So we provide environments for that through programs, uh, courses, coaching. And we also do the mentoring in some of those. I think a lot of our leadership programs, we try to have people think about why you're here, where are you going, what are you here for, not just what are you here to get, but what are you here to give, and to encourage people to see themselves as someone who can put their hand up, not to take, but to contribute. Um, I was thinking actually about the Airbus graduate program that we ran recently. Mm. We, ha- we asked there at the start, we said, can everyone here make a decision that you can be a positive contributor to this program? It doesn't matter how, but it's a mindset. Mm. And I think that underpins everything that we do with some of the world's most famous companies to help people um, learn and develop. Um, we do teach influencing skills. So if you need a short-term pay rise, we, we do help people with that. But... The bigger part is that I think that people who invest in their own learning and development and their own growth will end up deserving mm. promotion mm. because they've made progression. Yeah. And, and, and me, we see that from the programs who run. People go on to get that promotion, not guaranteed, but because they deserve it. Definitely. They've invested definitely. themselves and yeah, their skills. Definitely. That is what, in the end, pays off. Yeah. It's rewarding for us as well. For us as and, well. And for the companies that we run these things for. And that's why you get on a plane and go and fly away from your family for two weeks, go and help other people. It's very rewarding. It's very, very rewarding. Yeah, it's good. All right. Thank you, Jonna. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate your, your company on this episode. It's been a pleasure. I would like to promote you to uh, <laughs> expert of the podcast on oh, this topic. Oh, yes. So uh, congratulations. Thank you. I received that. Yeah, there you go. Um, wh- when do I start? Uh, you start immediately. And what's the pay, please? <laughs> we'll have that discussion at uh, a further point with the uh, HR representative. Fancy that. <laughs> HR. <laughs> Thank you, Jonna. See you next time. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for watching this video by Interactive Workshops. Give it a like down below and subscribe to the channel so you don't miss the next video. Click through to here or here to watch another video by Interactive Workshops.